Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello and welcome to a Burkamp Wonderland, apparently an Arsenal podcast, but that is uh, yet to be decided by the masses, and we all know the masses are asses, so they'll probably say we're not. With me tonight is, it's Melvin. How are you doing, Melvin? It's been a while. The last time I spoke to you was doing the um, the predictions thing. How you been? Yeah, good, thanks. Yep, happy to get started tonight. Can't wait. Good. It's um, There will be no shenanigans tonight. It was just four honest gooners having a bit of a chit-chat. Um, oh, that's Nick. You all right? Well, are you counting me as two? Um, <laughs> you said four honest gooners. Well, there you go. I think we were one and a half each. Yeah. Well, now that I'm on the carnivore diet, day nine, working amazingly. Uh, you want to get on it, Nick? It's amazing. I have heard you're eating all the sausages. Oh, I'll tell you what. You look behind me, there's just sausages stacked out. No, actually, don't eat sausages because that's processed food. You only eat unprocessed meat or cheese like an animal. My cat's looking at me in a different way now. I think they can smell the uh, smell the meat <laughs> essences off me. How have you been then, Treacle? Yeah, not too bad. You know, the usual thing, depressed about football. Christmas and New Year's is out of the way. All the decorations have come down and it's back to doom and gloom again. I know. Sean's sad. I'm Sean. I'm sad. Sean now sends me. You know, if, you don't, if you've got an Alexa you can, or an Amazon device, you can do a group announcement. And she's up in Nottingham again. And she did one today. She turned all the lights in the house purple, then sent me an announcement that just says, love me. So I sent her a WhatsApp saying, no. <laughs> and that's, that's how you parent people. Treat them mean to keep them keen, or or some variation of something like that. Um, right, I want to start everybody in the Arsenal world at the moment, as we have seen by our mates Lee Judges and all that lot. They're all on one. They're all off their trolley on getting angry. So I think every podcast that we do, we should start it by going like Alcoholics Anonymous. Hello, my name's Danny. I'm an Arsenal fan, and I am Arteta in. You want to do it, Nick? Uh, hi, I'm Nick. I'm an Arsenal fan, and I just don't give a shit. <laughs> Fucking ruined it, Melvin. Are you joining in this absolute nonsense? Hello, my name is Melvin, and I am an Arsenal fan, and I am an Arteta in. There you go, Nick. Tonight you are officially going to be bullied because your ilk. We don't need polluting the wonderful world of of being an Arsenal fan because at the moment. It's an absolute shambles. Uh, so what I thought I'd do first is these two lovely gentlemen were one of the uh, 40-odd people that I had on in the summer. Um, I would have had more, Rob, but my brother decided to die, and then so I, I was busy. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't really get on with him, so it's not really a problem. Um, and so you can see your screen at the moment there, just making for waiting for the internet to catch up so I can look at it in the oh, other screen. God, there we on. go. Actually, I need to put you lot down the bottom, which is... That one. Uh, these are your predictions. Who's going to come up first? It's going to be Melvin. There we go. There's Melvin's one. I want to know how you feel about your predictions now, Melvin. You put Premier League winner, Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal's top scorer, Martinelli. Spurs finishing seventh. FA Cup winner was Man City. 
League Cup winner Chelsea and Champions League winner Bayern Munich. Um, how do you feel about those predictions at the moment? Not great. No, not great. <laughs> I should have just done City and Haaland the whole way through, shouldn't I? Well, like Tom Canton said, if I'm putting my name to this, I'm making sure I'm doing it right. So if uh, if you were to had to change any of those now, would you? Not that I'm going to let you. Of course I would. <laughs> I like to have a bet off with a race. Who wouldn't? Yes, it does. It doesn't look good, does it? Um, still, it's still possibly. I mean, I picked Arsenal for the Champions League, so I I might be able to redeem some kind of um, something here. But other than that, I think the the rest of it is absolutely gone. Uh, Nick, your one. Uh, where is it? Uh, there you go. Highlight Nick. Nick fights from ABW. There's quite a few there on there to delete where it says ABW. <laughs> um, oh dear. Nick put first, um, Arsenal, Martinelli top goal scorer, Spurs 11th, Newcastle winning the FA Cup, Chelsea the League Cup, and by. Have you just, who just copied each other's answers? Could be. I don't think so. Well, Chelsea are still in the League Cup, so um, oh, really? even though they lost last night. But so I'm halfway there. I think Newcastle are still in the FA Cup, unlike us. So I'm calling that a win. Plus, yeah. you got to think. Look, so I said we'd finish first, but I didn't realise we'd be pretty much crap all season and still only six points off the top. So I'm optimistic. My all glass right. is half full. Are you clutching at straws there? I'm clutching at every straw going. I walked past <laughs> McDonald's earlier. I just leaned out and grabbed a lot. And they said, get out of this drive-through, Danny. And I was like, I'm not Danny. The McDonald's drive-through in Huntington yesterday was closed. So uh, I invaded it. I went through the drive-through in my chair, shouting at them that I wanted food. It didn't go down too well. <laughs> and Sean videoed it. So you never know. If you're lucky, later I might might play the video. Um, so the gist of that, and um, yeah, I can hear people asking, what did I pick? Um, actually, I don't know whereabouts in here I am. Um, where would I put myself? Under Danny. Me? Oh, no, there you go. I put D. I'm sure how I did myself now. I put Arsenal first, Saka top scorer, Newcastle FA Cup, Villa League, uh, League Cup, Arsenal for the Champions League. Well, I think we can stop talking about this subject now. I'm going to say hello to the boys and girls in the chat before I embarrass myself any further. There was uh, 12 comments. Let's go and have a look and see what they're saying. Boy 10, Dio. Um, big mood till we play again. Let's start a campaign to start Arteta playing Manwari, Walters and Sousa. Well, yeah, you wouldn't bloody listen. Jimmy H, evening gents. Boy 10, evening lads. My timing is just flawless like that. Lovely. Joshua Page is there. Nice about it, Daz, and the club to drop another track jacket to deflect in the trying time. Nick, remind me, I want to talk about that white kit. Don't, don't let me forget. Uh, BX says, good evening, everybody. Sai is there. Hello, all. It, it's the grand comeback of the hashtag Arteta out. You're a very bad man. Jonas uh, Sicknenberg. Evening, everybody. Hello. Uh, Paul Neil, not Nell. Nell, not Neil, is there. Oi, oi. Voyaten uh, says, your cats want to eat you, but don't know where to start. I'll tell you what, there's enough for everybody. BX is there, haha, right in Danny, lovely. Paul Nell says, keep your fingers crossed for my pup. Just put a down payment on a card to get some of his teeth pulled. See, I, if I was in charge of this country, the UK, I'd say if you have a dog, all of its teeth need to be removed. Then you don't have to muzzle them. There you go. You're not going to be gummed to death by a dog, are you? 
don't tell any dog owners I said that, for fuck's sake. Uh, Mr. Wilson, oh, don't tell, ignore that person. Boy 10, I don't think we win from here because Arteta is losing the plot in terms of what to do with Havertz, with ha-ha-ha Havertz. <laughs> Rude and cruel. BX just had two cheeseburger meal, kid, and a happy meal. Lovely. Patrick Carlson is there. Evening. Mr. Waffles, ahoy hoy, sir. And Jonas says, I wish Arteta would play Smith-Rowe more. I think Smith-Rowe would uh, like Arteta to play more. Uh, just a quick bit on the kits. Don't have to remind me, Nick. I remembered. Uh, Melvin, how pathetic are those kits? Um, not for what they stand for, but for the kits, watching them on TV and everything associated, taking away the meat, why they do it. I knew we were going to play in all white. It was well publicised the other night. And I was sitting next to my son and I was watching a game. I was at the ground and I got, he goes, what do you think? Yeah. It's different. I don't like it, I say. But and then I go, when they're going to take their training tops off? He says, what are you talking about? I said, I've got the training tops on. There's no numbers. There's no names. There's no. They're there. If you've got decent eyesight, you might be able to see it. Honestly, it was ridiculous. The, the, no, you couldn't see. I mean, you can spot Arsenal players, right? There are some that you can actually spot of the, the way they turn the ball or they move. But really, sometimes, and especially with, uh, especially sometimes when there's a couple of players that look alike to me with my eyesight, I'm going, God, that was good. Was that, was that? I can't keep asking people, can I? I'm getting yeah. on people's nerves anyway. So I don't want to keep driving everyone around me mad. Who was that then? Who was that? So no, I don't like the kit at all. We're not Real Madrid, though we tried to play like Real Madrid in the first half. But no, nah, no, it's not for. We're, we're Arsenal play at home in red. There's only a few times I can remember when we haven't. And uh, no. No, not for me. It's uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. How about you, Nick? Do you get irritated by it for exactly the same reasons as Melvin did? I was looking at it and going, I, at one point I thought they didn't have numbers on their back of their shirts. Newcastle are not allowed, I mean, it's the Champions League, they have to change their stripy kit and have a square with a number on it so you can see it. You can't, I don't know why they allow the kit. It's ridiculous. If you're going to do that kit for that cause, fair enough, do it. But don't have it all in white because it's stupid. Well, I think that's the whole thing in all white, you know, no red. And like I said, I agree with the what, why they're doing it in the chat. I don't – maybe they could do something without changing the kit. I mean, it looks – like I said, it doesn't look the best. I mean, I remember watching on the Saturday of the Newcastle Sunderland and they were both wearing the home kit and that was clashing. You couldn't really see which team were who and that was quite bad. Think, so yeah. obviously it's not as bad as that, but – I don't know, nobody else seems to be doing anything like this to help people getting stabbed in London. So obviously the rest of the London clubs promote getting stabbed. I assume that's what that means, but I don't know. I mean, can you actually buy the kit? I, I take it Chris Carpenter's bought 15 of them. I think there is a very niche market. They're meant to give them uh, to charities and stuff to raise money, but they are all over. If you want eBay. Them. <laughs> they're all, I was going to say, they're all over eBay if you want them. So uh, they are available. But the sentiment, wonderful. The sentiment is, is absolutely pointless because no, no little uh, scumbag is going to go, oh, Arsenal wearing a white kit. That reminds me, must not stab anybody today. Exactly. Must, I won't exactly. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just, Years ago. Uh, Going back a few years, you talk about clubs like Newcastle with stripes and they've got to wear squares. I don't know what it might have been the 70s. Celtic used to get fined every game because they used to play with the numbers on their shorts, so they didn't want to put squares on their backs. Mm. Do you remember that? Uh, no, I don't, but I don't. Yeah, at least say Leeds, no Celtic with the hoops. 
I, I do know that they play with the, the um, I remember Charlie Nicholas with a 10 on his left hip, a black 10. But do, do they wear it on their shorts and their um, shirts now? I suppose they do, don't they? I don't know. I've done it. No, what I was thinking is why do they wear it on their shorts? But that's probably why, like you say, to keep, because that's what they wanted to do, to not disturb the stripes. So they're yes. sticking to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was something to do with when people are tackling that the ref can see what number's on his short so he doesn't like... And if there's like two or three players together, he can see which leg has a number on. Do you think the refs can see anything, really? They'd need more than numbers, wouldn't they? They need, they need, need help. You're not wrong. They would need microscopes. Unless that wouldn't help them. The refs with VAR the last few years need Jesus. Not, not our striker up front. No one needs him, but... Yeah, so um, uh, isn't there? I think a while ago they were saying that um, we haven't won with that kit on. We wear it once a year, don't we? And has it been three or four years we've it's worn it? It's the first now? FA Cup, and I think four or three out of the last four years we've wore it, and we've gone out to like was I think the first one was not was it Nottingham Forest? Well, that was a nightmare that game, wasn't it? Yeah, we Forest. went out to that, and then we yeah, they, went beat out us to in, that. they knocked us out in consecutive seasons. Yeah, something like that. So it's like. Mm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't be good if you're used to finding people wearing a certain kit and then you completely flip it. That's got to take some getting used to. So, uh, can, we bl- says, can we blame it on the kit? No, you can't. Avon can do. Do. No. says we won against Oxford wearing that kit. Gav from Shewall was getting quite annoyed because whereas wearing white mean meant that Liverpool could have worn their red kit at Arsenal in the FA Cup, and that would have given them the advantage. But they didn't. They went for that stupid purple kit. Let's face it, if you've got a white kit and you can't find your men, I don't think that's true. But even if it was true, if you miss open goals, it doesn't matter what kit you got on, you shouldn't miss open goals. That white kit theory let's, goes um, out the window. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the game then, uh, Melvin. This is a little thing that I made. This is all the game, the last, the run of one game, one win in seven games, uh, the most recent at the top. Oh, no, it says uh, shots 18, on target five. Goals zero. I mean, so so far in the last seven games, 124 shots at goal, 35 on target, and five goals. I mean, how is that even possible? I'll tell you why it's possible. Because the ones on target, Danny, have been some of them have been powder puffs. That's why. They haven't actually been scorchers. Some of them have, but a lot of them haven't. A lot of them have been like just rolled to the goalkeeper, chipped to the goalkeeper. So figures do lie sometimes, and I think that's the case for it. And how do we fix that? Is, is it fixable with Eddie and Jesus? Hey, who's? Well, it's, it's not. Well, we're talking about weak shooting. I think we've got to bring um, has, Havertz into the conversation because he is yeah. he's the weakest. I'm not having a, I am having a go, but I'm not saying he's not a good footballer, perhaps. Perhaps I am. But I've never seen a footballer at this level kick a ball so tamely. He's never seemed to put his foot through the ball or his head. No, like he means it. All he had to do the other day against Liverpool for that chance he had was say good morning to the ball. That's all he had to say. Good morning. It goes in. He didn't say anything to the ball. He just he let it hit his head and he seemed to be, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, that's what it is. It's There's obviously, it, it's got to him now. It's it's a mental thing, I think, now for the rest of the players, the, the yeah. Sackers, the Martinellis. It's it's that little bit of that one in a hundred doubt. That's all it needs to to, to make a, a, a goal scoring opportunity not being a goal scoring opportunity and not take your chance. It's a shame. You, you know, we need we someone said we got oh, we win five nil. It'd be all right. I'd rather us win three games two nil than one game six nil or something. We, we you would, know would help a lot. Yeah. 
Um, what do you think about it, Nick? Is there, can you see a way forward to breaking this? This what we're doing at the moment in the inability to score goals with the uh, the two strikers we've got at the moment? Because I don't. No, I mean I've said this. I actually said this because, like I said, it's just over four years since Arteta started, and I remember because something came up on my um, YouTube. It was a podcast I did four years ago, and I was looking, and I said to, and basically we were talking about Arteta and what he's got to do. And I think, and I clicked. I remember I said that while we seem to be really good up front with Abamyang, who was at that time scoring loads of goals, Lacazette, and people like that, I said the problem is: is he going to be able to de- fix the defence before all the strikers are too old because they were all approaching all thirty? And four years later, he's fixed the defence. He's even got these defensive midfielders, and we have no strikers that can score. And for some reason. In the summer, he decided to go and spend 65 million quid on Chelsea's flop Havertz. And I know he gets a lot of defence from, you know, the old football manager lot and the people who like the German league. But, you know, I've got a couple of Chelsea fans at work and they said, why have you bought that donkey? He can't score. And I was like, I don't know. Why did we buy William? Why why do we buy... like? A lot, Louise. Why are we buying a lot of these people that they say aren't good enough? I mean, the only decent player we've had from Chelsea was um, Ben Ayun. I know people give him grief, but he was really decent. He was good, yes. But he people was forget that yeah. because he was on loan yeah. and it doesn't count. They always look at that era, the shitty era, or the the the, uh, the drags of the Wenger era, and go, everyone was shit. Well, no, he wasn't. He scored some good goals. And he was a half decent player. I liked mm. him. He never got a chance, though, did he? He never played that much for us. I thought he was better than what we had. He never really got the minutes he deserved, in my opinion. Did we actually sign him? Or was we just on loan for the season? And then he went to West Ham, didn't he? Or did we buy yeah, him? Loan. Then, loan? Yeah, he went around quite a bit. West Ham, Chelsea, Liverpool. Had quite a few t- um, players that he did. Um, Boy10 says, I quite like Havertz in central midfield exclusively. But Arteta has lost faith with him. faith in what he saw in Havertz as a CM. Never mind, he was instructing him to play as a second striker when starting in midfield. See, that's another thing, Melvin, that we've seen this season. Part of the problem, I think, is last season you had Xhaka, who did the clearing up in central midfield, getting the ball, passing it forward, give it to Erdegaard, and Erdegaard would go as the most forward of the midfielders. He's now stopped, and, er- and uh, Havertz is doing that job of being the one who goes forward, and then Erdegaard is doing the one where staying back, not not doing those runs to score the goals. And that's not worked at all, is it? It's made Erdegaard a worse player. Um, Havertz can't do anything with it when he gets it. Yes, he scored a few a few goals in a row, but, uh, you know, like they say, uh, a few sunny days doth not make a summer. I'll say, Danny, I've got some um, stats there I brought up for Havertz. I probably should have sent them to you, but I'll just tell them to you, right? Just to, you know, right. say how the, basically the last six years, free in Germany and free at Chelsea. Basically, his first season, which is a bit harsh because I think that was his breakthrough season. So we had a lot of sub appearances. Yeah. Basically, spent, he played 35 games, scored four goals and nine assists, which not bad for a sub. The following season is sort of breakout season 42 games, 20 goals, seven assists. But do you know the where season- he was playing then? He was playing on the right wing. Yeah, and then the, the, the season he left, you know, it was 45 games, 18 goals, nine assists. So I see why Chelsea took a punt on him at whatever. But then, like I say, first season at Chelsea, 45 games again, nine goals, eight assists. 
Final season, pretty much the same. 47, 14 and 6. Last season, complete flop. 47 games, 9 goals, 1 assist. And for some reason, we decided to buy him for nearly double what they pay him and pay him 280 grand a week. And like I say, so far this season, he scored five goals against mediocre sides, one assist. And like I said, he's got six, he's got six yellow cards. He's got more yellow cards than goals. I say that he played on the right wing. He played on the, uh, as an attacking right sided player. He wasn't a right winger, but I haven't seen him play in that position. Or when we got him, I thought that he's going to maybe use him to cover for for Saka and to play. Mm. But he seems to have gone no. You're going to be playing in the Xhaka role, but getting a little bit more forward. And then it was oh no, now you're playing in the Erdegaard role and getting a lot forward, and you can't do any of these jobs, and it's not working mm. out. I mean, you've seen how much Chelsea rejects go for Timo um, Timo Werner. Is that the work one? Yeah, yeah, no yeah. coming back. Yeah. Win this first, yeah, yeah. Fifteen million, seventeen million agreed deal. Now I know he's been back to uh, Red Bull, and now he's he's coming back. That's the kind of price that you pay for a player that you've spent Chelsea spent a lot of money on as a prospect, and he failed and then got rid of. You don't pay more or the same amount that Chelsea paid. But as usual, we go and go. How much do you want? You want thirty-five million? Will you take sixty? As usual, mm. much like when we're selling a player, like they'll come in and go, we'll give you 40 million for that player. And we go, yeah, 20 million, job done. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's backwards. I know it's not the best way to say it. We paid more for him than Man City paid for Haaland. Oh, Jesus. No, that, yeah, yeah. But he did have add ons, Haaland, didn't he? I mean, I think the father got 40 million or yeah. something. Oh, plus that, obviously, they're paying him <laughs> something like 700,000 a week and probably more in back payment somewhere else so obviously wouldn't pay that but was 280 grand a week is still not bad i mean i don't know what he's done over the last three years at chelsea to divorce you know deserve a big money move and pretty much doubling his wages from what he was on at, at chelsea if, if we would have bid for example throwing something in the air we're the only buyers if we would have bid 40 million they'd have gone well you're joking give us 40 and a half it would have been yeah. one of those wouldn't it where do we get that figure from? Was it um, you put your hand in a, a a bucket with all different figures on the first one you pull out? That's the bid. There's no way. It's not as if we bid fifty. Someone bid sixty. We go all right. We give you sixty-five. I don't know, but I don't believe there's anyone else interested in him. I think so. It's either stay as you are, or we let him go. We could have got him perhaps for thirty-five, forty. I mean, well, that is desperate. the right price, even with inflation. And you know, football's very inflationary. And it has been for the last 20 odd years. Even with the inflation, he's not worth more than 35 or 40. And that's before I saw him kick a ball for the Arsenal. Mm. Jonas makes a, a good point. He says, in all walks of life, contracting someone should be based on what they have done. Kai Havertz hasn't done anything in the Premier League, but yet we throw money at him. Not his fault. It's our fault. Very, very well, not, true. In my, I, don't, I disagree, actually. I don't think you, you buy or, or give a player who, who's playing for you a contract on what they've done. You've got to pay them, surely, what you think they can do for you. I think it's the opposite way around. Well, I suppose there's a little a mixture of the both, but either way... Um, we paid the wrong price, whatever way you look at it. <laughs> and it even though Ed, who's at home now listening to this, uh, pointing the screen, going to his wife, see, that Melvin bloke, he's, he's right. He knows what he's on about. Yeah. And then you, What's his number? Say, Get him on the phone now. Get him on the phone. And then he hears the second half of what you say, and he goes, oh, maybe not. That's, that's maybe not what it is at all. Avon says, Harlan cost 140 million with agent fees, payments to his family. Also, 
FC 115 charges. Oh, they, yeah. I think there are 116 charges FC now. I think it's changed a little bit. Uh, Drago, I was going to message you, Drago, and see if you wanted to come on tonight. I mean, I was going to message you last night like I messaged Melvin. But then uh, I thought, you probably need deep, nipple deep in snow. So uh, I will ask you, though. It'd be nice to have you on because he's the voice of of, um, of, uh, of logic and sensibility. Uh, Boy10 says, Bayern also wanted Havertz, but I think those were the agents fabricating links to drive up his contract price. price yeah, Bayern only get free agents, don't they? I mean, if he'd have gone to Bayern, how much due to Melvin, how much do you reckon Bayern would have paid for him from Chelsea? 35. How about you, Nick? Probably less, 25. Or told him to run his contract down. Because <laughs> he'd have been interested more to go there. He fancied that. And he'd have gone, well, I don't fancy, I want to go. What are you going to do? And you know, that, that I probably have to sell him at 35. Yeah, like, like you say, we're not actually just batting Havertz and blaming him for all of Arsenal's problems no, the last no, no, couple no. of months. It's just, you know, he's been there, what, six months now, and Arteta obviously saw something in him and thinks, you know, you've been a flop at Chelsea for three years. Four <clears> managers <throat> have tried to get you to play well. You, you haven't done I'll tell you what, I'll double your wages and pay more than Chelsea paid for you to come here. And the thing is, I don't know where he's supposed to play. I know that was John's team. And he says, oh, we're not playing him right. And he said, well, you can't play him up front because he can't score. You can't play him in midfield because he can't tackle. And I'm like, well, where are we going to play him then? I don't get, you know, I don't know. You know, like I said, it's not difficult football, is it? Aces in their places, see what they've done in their career and get them to play like that for you. And I was, it's not just Arteta. This is a lot of players that, you know, managers over the years that see a player playing really well over a different side in the Premiership or Europe and think, oh, he's fantastic. He's getting player of the season playing like that. Do you know what? I'll bring him to my club and play him in a completely different position that he's alien to. And who you give him a huge contract. And then complain why he's not doing what he did before. It's I don't know. Like say Chelsea didn't play him how he played in Germany, so I don't know. And who who used to do that all the time? Get Venga. players and play them in the wrong Venga. position. Venga. 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 I mean, he converted Omri, who well apparently from a winger to a striker, where not really Juventus played him as a winger for six months, and the rest of his career he was a striker, and he knows that because he played him as a striker at Monaco, and all of a sudden, oh, that's great, I can convert everybody to play in different positions, and I'm like, no, you can't. He nearly tried, I don't know if you remember, he nearly tried to convert Stepanovs into a footballer. <sighs> that, would, that would never have worked. What's that I Pascal Seagan? Had... I get those two mixed up. It was much similar, I mean, apart from Seagan, um, was a double winner, I think. And he's also, he was a uh, French Football of the Year the year we bought him. He was a decent player. Not for us. No, well, exactly. Us. It's just more proof that players can be really good abroad and just can't do it over here. Like I said, not knocking Havertz. There's been better players that him have done better abroad and come over in this country and just can't do it in the Premiership. And then they tend to go back to, you know, the rest of Europe, where, you know, a different league. And then they're on fire again. It's just sometimes it just don't, they just don't suit the British game. It's just whether it's too fast for him, too physical for him. We, it's just one of those things. It's just odd that we paid more for him. You know, if I think, um, you know, I remember Man United. You know, remember when they bought Veron for like thirty million, yes. and he yeah. was a complete flop. And I remember they spent more on him the year we won the what was it the two thousand and two double. 
they spent thirty million pounds on one player, and we spent thirty million pounds on five players. And then I think they sold him to Chelsea, what, a year or two years later for about 20? And he still yeah, didn't do it. So they flogged him back to Italy for about 10. And that's that's what normally happens. I haven't really seen it the, the other way before. The funny thing is, Nick, uh, I was thinking about Veron, but I couldn't remember his bloody name because it was a similar situation. When he went to United for 30, he was highly regarded and he was a flop for Man United. And Chelsea, I think they might have been more than 20. I think it was like 24 or something. Yeah, but they but still paid time, less than what they paid for it. They paid they less. Pay but more. I, I thought twenty four. I said the bid under that, under that is about ten million. Why are they paying twenty four? If Chelsea would have bid probably twelve or ten, they might have even got him because he wasn't any good to United. There's no good him sitting on the bench or not even that. And you get that in football. You know, we scrimp and save football clubs. Though scrimp and save on certain situations. And other things, they go. 58, well, we might as well give 62 then if we get it done. No, four minutes, just two or three years ago, allegedly, we couldn't afford to pay our mascot, right? Couldn't pay his wages. And now we're, la- we're laying on 65 on a punt. Havertz was a punt, like it or not. He it wasn't, wasn't a- really a punt, was it? A punt is buying someone from abroad. Buying someone who's already been in this country for three years and been a flop, that's... I don't. Not that's worse than a punt. That's what I'm saying. That's it, suicide, it? to be honest. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone it's has said. Before, call, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. It's. Oh, I call it baggy trousers. It's absolute yeah. madness to do that, and they've done it. Yeah, it's, it's like Danny saying, "Oh, Nick, do you want to buy my um 30 year old Merc? I hasn't moved for 10 years. I've had nothing but problems with it. Everything's <laughs> broken. The exhaust has fell off. All the wheels are flat. The and then I buy it off him for three times what he paid for it. And then I go, "Okay, oh, I won't start, Danny." Well, battery is flat and the roof doesn't move anymore and the interior's furry. Don't think leather's meant to be furry, but it's still worth more than when I paid for it, luckily. Um, talking of transfers, uh, Stan the Man says, was also reading that after our books were balanced, we only have £11.9 million to spend on transfers. That's a worry, isn't it? Well, we've got to obviously sell people. Um <sighs> We got to sell people. We, 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 I've always said it. If you have people on your squad that aren't good enough, but you, but you just say, well, they're not going to play. They're just good. they're in the squad. We might as well keep them. At some stage, you're going to rely on them. And we've seen what's happened with that. It doesn't work. Absolutely doesn't work. When you're hoping, in, and I'm not going to go at the players because I'd like to be a, a millionth of a footballer that they are. But when you're trying to get a goal in an important game, and all games are important nowadays, and then you bring on the likes, and I'm, as I say, it's a bit nasty, this sounds, of the Nelsons of this world and the Eddies of this world, to change your game upwards, it ain't going to happen. And that's where we are. I mean, talking about Nelson, Nick, it's uh, what we saw against Liverpool was the classic, you don't play a play, start a player all season, and then you go, oh, FA Cup game at home against Liverpool. Off you go, son. You're starting the game. He's had no match, no match fitness. Like I've spent ages moaning about on the post game show with Deke. That it just showed, didn't it? He was so. He may have been able to run around like a blue ass fly the entire time, but when it comes to the precision parts of being a footballer, getting shots on target, taking your first shot, being accurate, he hadn't done any of it because he's what played. Half an hour of football all season, and the same with ESR, bringing him on with five minutes to go when you're two nil down. Well, don't talk to me about that. No, no, did no, you no, like Eddie's first start in about two years? Uh, not um, Reese Nelson's first start yeah, in about two years. I think they years. said that. Did you? Well, 
Did, did you sorry, notice? Go on, though, sorry, sorry, Nick. Did you notice that when we kicked off in the first half to start the game, he didn't know where to stand? He was in the corner flag. <laughs> no, no, you're not standing there, mate. You got, you know, you're on the wing. Where do I go? You got to go there. Oh, thank you, because he wasn't. He's never started a game for so long. He just forgot where to stand. You got anything to add, Nick? Well, it's not just that. I mean, you, I mean, I remember seeing him just before we took him out. I think he was taking a free kick or a corner, and yeah. I looked at the people in there, and I looked at him, and it, like I said, it was about 55, 60 minutes, and he was blowing so hard. He was absolutely knackered. And like they said, you know, everyone has said it, you can train, train, train as much as you want. That's not match fit. And you've got to, you know, you've got to blame Arteta for that. You know, he's got all the players that he says he's won. Like I said, he, he's now into, what, his fifth year as Arsenal. You know, like I said, he started 2019, like December 2019. So he's been there just over four years into his fifth season. He's either given a contract extension to everyone that he wants or signed everyone. Now, there's no one left that he doesn't want. So you think, well, why have him there? I mean, we said last year when um, Nelson scored that goal against Bournemouth, and we know he can score. We know he's quick and he's a nippy up and down and he is an option. And he did that. And then we didn't play him for the rest of the season. And then for some reason gave him another contract and then didn't play him for the next half of the season. And then we play him against, you know, we start him against the, you know, the cup against Liverpool and moan that I suppose what he doesn't score a hat trick in 10 minutes. Is that what Arteta wants? I mean, you, you may be, he probably won't play again now until the, like, for the rest of the season, will he? Well, like I said, he's not oh. going to drop Saka for anything. And But like I said, I, I don't mind Nelson. I think he's a good option to have, but you've got to give him 20 minutes here and half an hour here. And he could come on for 20 minutes to give Saka a bit of a breather. He can come on for Martinelli and give him a bit of a breather. So, they wouldn't be exhausted playing 90 minutes of every game and their confidence is shot. They're exhausted. Everything they try seems to go wrong. You know, he could have kept Nelson and given him match fitness whilst helping those guys, giving them breathers and giving him minutes. But for some reason, he doesn't want to do it. And he's got to be better managing the squad and rotating the team because everybody else is managing it. I mean, like I said, the West Ham game a few years ago, that when we talk about our injury crisis, they, they were on what they're like eighth choice centre half, how, how yeah. bad they had, and they're you know, they're still rotating and doing well. So, like I said, Arteta's got to learn, and that's not like I said, we're not having a go at him, but like I said, that is his first job. So, all the mess ups he's making, he's making at such a high profile position. You know, he can't make, you know, like normally he'd do all this in League One or the Championship. Like, I mean, we were laughing at Rooney the other day. But, yeah, he's making all his mess-ups at Birmingham and places like that. So, obviously, he's going to think, well, I'll learn from that. So, if I do get a job offer in the Premiership, I'll know not to do that again. I'll know not to completely slag off the entire side constantly and blame all them. So, well, that didn't really do me no good because they down tools. So he's learning. Whereas Arteta, he can't hide from the mistakes he's making, can he? He's made a rod for his own back, though, hasn't he, on, yeah. a, certain, on a couple of occasions? First of all, the Havertz deal. He was really, as I say, taking worse than a punt there. But also, the goalkeeper situation. Oh. He didn't He didn't 
have you know we had a very good very good goalkeeper and it's not as if we, we suddenly instead of him we bought dinos off we bought a goalie yeah. of equal standing I, I don't think there's a a lot of difference between the two of them they're different in their styles right one's better in the air i believe and one's better on the ground but it, i don't think there's a lot of difference between them at the end of the season goals to let in but all of a sudden he's made this and there's an atmosphere of Every every Arsenal player looking over their shoulder, because really Ramsdale, yes, he made mistakes. He did make mistakes, but he's he's he had a very good season as well in those mistakes. He had a very good game like, against Liverpool. He made two yeah, worldies. Yeah. yeah, well, not and, really, and, really good saves. And the Arsenal players must be looking over their shoulders, going, he's, "He's dropped him. He's thrown him out. He's thrown him under the car, or whatever the expression is. He's thrown him out, and he's none, not really anything that bad." Where are we? And and I think there's more. There seems to be more togetherness with the defence when he's around. Yeah. He's vocal. He gets the crowd going. He's just, you know, everyone wants wanted him, and he and he did do very well. And I think that's and to get as I said, if you'd have got Dino's off, you'd have gone. You know what? He, Ramsdale's a terrific goalkeeper, but look who we've got now. This geezer is different. Mm. No, different mustard. It's fantastic, but it's not. It's very very similar. So I made a rod for his own back there. The Havertz signing when we we knew we needed a striker before this season because we knew in our hearts of hearts that Jesus, if anything happens to him, that he's not good enough, Eddie. And we know that Jesus, as good as he is, and he's a terrific player, is not a what I would call a striker. I'd actually tactically I would move him out to the right where Saka plays, and then I would move Saka into the number old-fashioned ten role that would help him and help Mar- uh, Mar- Martinelli and if you've got to play Havertz up front play him up front I think it might I think I think Saka looks bored playing on that right wing I think he sticks his bum out and turns inside every time it's like automatic default situation for him and I think he looks bored doing it as well have him facing the ball facing the defense when he gets the ball he'd be a different player he'll have two sides to play go past the player two sides more interplay with people as well and he has i know he's been useless recently gentlemen but he has got a shot on him and i think that confidence will come back if you move his position around a little um bringing two messages from stan it's uh, lunchtime over there otherwise i'd have had him on oh, yeah. He says, uh, that one about we've got 11.9 million to spend. He says, why do we waste money on young players like Tavares, Lokonga, Maquinos when we have our talent in our academy sends out the wrong message? And that coincides with a, a tweet I did the other day for people at home on the bus having a poo and walking the dog. Seven million on Mari. doesn't matter if we made money on them. It's the fact that we bought them and they've not been used much. Mari, seven million. Runnison, two. Tavares, seven. Lukonga, 15. Vieira, 30. Turner, six. Yes, we made a couple of million. Maquinos, three. Trusty, two. That lot adds up to 72 million. Yes, we've made money on them. Yes, we will make money on them. But that 72 million put into players that other than Vieira will not play much for us ever. And then you look at the 27 we're going to spend on Raya, which is I don't want to spend. And so I know some will argue 62 million for Havertz, especially after today's efforts, meaning the other day. 161 million, um, Nick. Uh, the amount of shit I got for that tweet, I love it because I don't go and look at it and I don't reply to them. But that is 161 million we spent that we could have spent on other players. What, what could we have bought with that 161 million? Uh, people who can score goals, 
Good to put it simply, you know. And like you said, when we were talking earlier, like we were saying, oh, he took a punt on Havertz. Well, no. When you see like Mark Enos and people like that, like seven million, eight million for a prior board, that's a punt. Not yeah, sixty-five yeah, yeah. million on a punt. And like yeah. I said, I just don't. I don't see the logic. You know, I, I mean, Arteta's a midfielder, so he's not. You know, he's not a defender. So it's not like he's only concentrating on defence because that's what he knows. He's in the middle. He should have seen both. And like I said, I can't see. Like we have it. Why spend sixty-five million pounds on someone who can't score goals? You know, and we're talking now. Oh, we can't afford the money for Ivan Tony or Solanke and we can't afford the money for us because he's wasted it on rubbish. You know, and I mean, gambled. I don't know. Well, yeah, he's gambled it, but it's not very good. You know, I'm more annoyed about the Havertz one than the others because if we'd have got one out of all those players that had, like hit the great, you know, turned out to be world-class, that was kind of worth it. But But then here's the thing. He doesn't play them anyway, so we're never going to find out if they're going to be world-class, are they? I, I, mean, I remember I, Tavares, he played about, what, about a month or so at the start of the season when we signed him, when we were looking really bad near the bottom of the league, and that was when Ramsdale came in. And between him and Ramsdale, we all said he were our best two players. And then he dropped him for seven, eight months, I think brought him in against the... Like the cut and all that Forest, white shirt yeah, yeah. against Forrest. Yeah. He had a complete nightmare, told Arteta to fuck off, and then he just subbed him and we never saw him again, which I kind of agree with. But I think, like I say, with Saka and a lot of these players' body language, I think they all know that a lot of this is down to Arteta because he's not changing his idea which is, like I said, very Wenger, and he managed, on you know, he played under Wenger and was Wenger's captain for all these years. I think he's got a way of playing, and he's going to keep playing it, and as long as the people shut up and do that, even if it's wrong, he's not going to do it. That kind of reminds me, like, when Omri was told by Guardiola years ago that you will stay on the wing, you will not come up, up front, you stay on the wing and have that touchline, and then he picked the ball up, ran through the lot of them, went up front and scored. And then he subbed him, you know, and, you know, and he's, and like I said, another person who he um, learned manage off was Pep, who does things like that. So, you know, as I was saying, it's basically the Arteta way or the highway. And even if it's wrong, um, like I said, I'd love after this, you know, warm weather training, not holiday, they're now having in Dubai. I'd love for them to come back and then in the next game, we see the first 11. And like Ron said, we think, well, Havertz up front with Eddie behind him. He's gone 4-4-2. Saka's playing number 10. Wow, he's trying something different. Oh, well, this is going to be unpredictable and different for a few games. Let's see how this works. But no one believes that's going to happen. It'll, we'll probably come back and it'll be the same side, the same tactics, the same thing. And we'll have 35 shots a game and we won't score. And that, you know, and if Arteta doesn't change over his way and how we're playing, he'll end up getting sacked. I don't know if we'd sack him mid-season, but we'll get to the end of the season. If we go from finishing second, giving him the £200 million in transfer fees, and we don't, and then the following season we don't even get in the top four, the Cronkies will sack him, won't they? I don't think he should. I don't think that he should get sacked. 
And I'm not saying now, I'm talking at the end of the season. If it continues playing how we're playing now, and it's just a complete capitulation. The money is spent, spent, there's got to be a return. But I did did think on against Liverpool, we played one of our best uh, halves of football I've seen in a long, long time. That half of football would have easily have got into one of the best halves in last season as well when we were ripping it apart. I thought some of the movement, some of the quick passing, and it was fantastic. You cannot blame the manager for, for a footballer that you've got trust in and, and has done it for you for bottling it. And let's face it, it was a mental thing on Sunday when they missed those goals. It was nothing physical. It's just a mental thing. For some reason in their head, they just lost it. Such a shame because we were really we needed one of those players to stay cool and we would have won that game. It's a very big word in life and football, and I think that's he's, he was slightly unlucky there, Arteta. What he's got to do is get him on the beach, give him a beach ball, and say, right, try and kick it now, kick it as hard as you can. And he's got to get him mentally right. You know, have they got too many things going on in their mind when they play the game? They can't relax because sometimes as a footballer. We, on the ball, you have to relax to that little bit of extent. It looked like they were so uptight, and what a shame! Because I was, I loved it first half. I loved it at the end of the game. I knew we were going to get done. I knew we were going to get mugged. Been there, seen it. One water t-shirt. I've seen it so many times, and especially Liverpool, because where they are, good Liverpool. We've done it for years. They are ruthless. You give them a little opening, and they will take it. In fact, they did miss a couple. They could have been one up before they actually scored their goal, but they are you. Ain't, it doesn't happen too many times. You, you, they don't miss six goals, Liverpool, like we did. Mm-hmm. You give one or two, they might, and all of a sudden, that's it. And you knew that once they went one nil up, there was no coming back. And uh, well, that is a shame. It's you know fine margins. We've won games by fine margins as well this season, so we can't complain. But uh, I don't know what he can do, Arteta. I don't think he, you know if he throws it all up in the air and moves the players around. Whoever's in front of the goal has still got to take the chance. And I think what a shame is as well, going back to the Odegaard to this world and the Rice, well, I'm not having a go at, they really, they, they, they work their socks off those two when you see them. They're all over the place. And they're, they're probably been our best two players this season. Yeah, I'm not knocking them, but what yeah. I will say, what I will say really that really would help if they started scoring a couple of goals, take the pressure off the forwards. If they would nick, if they were scoring a cut here and there, like Odegaard did last year, all of a sudden the players will be a bit more relaxed and don't think if I don't score, who else is going to score? It's a shame. We should. We've always. I mean, the last couple of seasons we've spread it over our goal scoring, haven't we? So, and we haven't. And if the forwards aren't scoring at the moment, then no one's going to score. Really, that's where we are. I'm afraid. That is sadly true. Um, I went and found another. See, I'm bringing up my tweets because uh, I, I put time into these and think this is a good idea. This one might surprise a few people. They're saying uh, Ivan Tony's too old. Old strikers that Arsenal bought and how old they were. At the moment, I did, I did this three days ago. Ivan Tony, 27 years and nine months. When we bought Obama Young, 28 years and seven months. Ian Wright, 27 and 10 months. So he's a month older than Tony is now. Podolsky was 27 and Burkamp was 26 years and one month. I thought he was a lot younger than that. So, Nick, is it maybe worth a go if they want? Or, is it, does, or does it depend on how much they want? That's what it comes down to. I've heard anything from 45 to 120 online <laughs> and with all these papers. And the thing said, he hasn't played for, what, seven, eight months? And to be honest, when you, you, you see that, of all those players there, 
he's probably the second least dangerous of a pun of striker because behind righty because he can do it in this league and he's done it in double this broken leg righty remember that yeah, yeah exactly yeah. can't, we can't talk- buy a player who's broke his leg twice yeah no but yeah i mean i would do it and yeah oh he's only you know a lot of people say like you know the football manager a lot oh he's 27 28 we're not going to be able to sell him for a profit in four years time well Hang on, if in say four year, if we give him a four year deal or five year deal, if he comes in and wins like free, gets free golden boots over the next few seasons, and we end up winning two premierships and a couple of cups, who cares what we sell him on for? Who cares if he goes on a free? You know, right, he left on a free after winning leagues and golden boots. Do you see what I mean? Burkamp, well, he retired, so that's slightly different. Who won lots of stuff and what you know, scored over 100 goals. To it's be honest, like I said, million. yeah, I mean, they're saying it's a gamble. Like, I mean, if you had to think of it now, would you rather spend 65 million pounds on Ivan Tony or Havertz? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that just well, makes you wonder. I think if you'd have asked that on the, the 1st of July last year before we'd had him. It's unfair to ask that now because Havertz isn't really working. But even if you'd have said that at this point in uh, the first transfer day of the of the summer window, Havertz or Tony, I don't think any Arsenal fan would go, "Oh yeah, Havertz, that's that's well, the better." Tony's deal. not allowed to play until February, is it? Um, I think it's not coming sure very it, close. Yeah, it's getting close. So play- I understand. You know, we could even if we'd have signed him, we couldn't start him. So I see why nobody signed him. You know, in in the summer, but. I mean, I don't know who else is getting linked with him, who would pay what they're... I mean, Man City ain't going to buy him. Liverpool ain't going to buy him. Chelsea, I mean, they buy everyone, but they've got to sell players to buy because I think they've got too many players in the squad. But, I mean, I've heard that apparently they're talking about... You know, like I say, a lot of this is paper talk and rubbish. They're talking yeah, about... Don't get sucked in. Don't get you know, sucked. like, which I won't do. You know, they're talking about Eddie going the other way plus cash. And I thought... Well, yeah, that's fair enough. But what are they going to give us? Well, obviously, if they want sixty-five million for Tony, you know, well, they'll take Eddie off us, and they'll we'll have to pay sixty-eight million. I think Ryan says he's back from the (laughs) twentieth. The twentieth of what? Of January. January, I think. January. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look over him or Solanke. I mean, they're not. And like I said, unless there's someone. For about 20, 30 million. I mean, who I can't even think of his name. They're talking about someone from abroad as well, Danny. So they are talk because the thing is, though, we're so desperate for a striker, we're getting linked to all of them, aren't we? Well, you're on about someone we're thinking of buying because there's that bloke from uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, isn't he? A right back. Um, oh, we're going to convert him to a striker, are we? Yeah, Frimpong. Yeah. No, not but, him. We didn't go too early, didn't we? Um, uh, where were we? Right. Um, another thing I was th- I wanted to talk about the the guy. Everyone's thought the goalkeeper situation to death, but now that Ramsdale's played a game, Melvin, um, I think it's worth mentioning again. Do we need twenty seven million pound on Raya? Because I thought, considering Ramsdale hasn't played for ages, and then you, I mean the Brentford game was the last time he played, and he comes in and he he, he made. I think it's like he made an effort to be a grown up and stop looking at pigeons, didn't he? I, I, I like him. I, I, as I said, he's made a rod for his own back. I'd say something now. Ramsdale will not be the number one. He could have saved 20 penalties and he wouldn't have been the number one. Yeah. Arteta has made up his mind. His number one is Raya, and he will play every week now that we're at the Cup. Um, unless there's an injury, he will play every week. 
Um, so but forget about wishing him. I wish he comes back and I wish he plays for us every week, um, Ramsdale, but that's not going to happen. It's a shame, I think, that certain managers, and I think Arteta's one of them, he has his favourites and he has his people that he's not very favourable to. So, so, and I'm afraid um, Raya is one of his favourites and he will get picked every week in front of uh, Ramsdale, and that is a shame. Nick? I think he's... Hopefully he learns a lesson, or you know, in the long run he may. But this is a this is a class of case of if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, you know, you know, it's exactly what it is. And I hope it's not the goalkeeping coach that's talking to him and saying how great he was and get him in here, get my mate a job and put him as number. I hope <laughs> okay. it's none of that, and that's just the internet because I'd hate to think that because obviously he's got to listen to his coaching staff but, i mean you've said it, we all said it he was voted the best player in the premiership last year yeah you know, well, the best so why the hell are you replacing the best voted goalkeeper on form with someone from a side that pretty much float around relegation like i said you're punting that he can actually do it in a side where he doesn't have to make 30 saves a game and gets praised for saving two, he gets, you know, he's at a side where he may only face four shots the entire game, but he's got to be so switched on and have his concentration high. And we've seen it before with these, you know, these goalkeepers at really good lower down. They sign him and we had, I mean, we had, what was it? Richard Wright looked great for Everton, but when he's up to, didn't do it. I think pretty much for the premiership history, people have took punts on strikers uh, goalkeepers and they just can't go to that level of being bored for 90 minutes you know or 89 minutes and having to make a world-class save but uh, like you say look at Ramsdale every time I've seen him play since he took over from Leno he just fills me with confidence the back four seem to be playing better with him and like I said he made two really good saves and like I said with Raya, I just keep thinking, are you sure that's not a spinner? You yeah. know, because he looks like him. He's, you know, um, he seems too short to be a goalkeeper, in my opinion. You know, I, I think you need to have some sort of term. And like when that, you know, I'd love to see them make a highlight reel of him this season of his best saves because what's that? One penalty yeah. in a game that we were already lost. 2-0 is in the stoppage time. So there was no pressure on him to save it at all, you know, and that's what it is. I remember I seeing someone done a, one of um, Ramsdale and put it online of loads of these brilliant saves that he'd made. And it went on for about seven or eight minutes at the Arsenal. And I thought, well, Ray hasn't done anything in six or seven months and no one, you know, and, and if Arteta was that adamant, no, nope, I want Ray Ramsdale, you're out. Be honest, get it done, move Ramsdale on so we don't have any of this shit. So we can't say, oh, well, we should have kept Ramsdale. Well, he's gone, done, finished. Bring someone else in. Bring a 38-year-old as backup with a bit of experience and, you know, we just have to live with it. And the media is constantly going on about it because they know he's not really any better, is he? I mean, has anyone on air or any of the podcasts we see say, 100% he's better than him. I don't think any I don't think I've known one player or one person to say he's better. 
Well, Craig's a goalkeeper and a guy and does coaching, and he uh, and the goalkeepers union, and he prefers Ramsdale. I'm sure that's what he said. But good point about when you brought in Raya, you should have sold Ramsdale, and then you wouldn't have this problem. It's Um, probably not the best thing to say, but should we? Should we? I've just stuck with Martinez. Well, I think they needed the money to buy stuff, didn't they? Because of all the wages of Aubameyang and Erzl on that lot. But I think Martinez is probably the better goalkeeper out of all three of them. Yes. He's won the World exactly. Cup, and that doesn't really mean anything. No, in, but I in think he's the best, better goalkeeper out of the lot. I think he's the best. With no disrespect, lot. he's playing at Villa. So when he makes seven or eight howlers a year, nobody notice, do they? And oh, nobody he doesn't really know, cares. does he? Does he make that many what? howlers? Well, because we don't notice because match of the day aren't showing it and nobody's <laughs> really good. I'm just saying, generally, when you're at a mid-table or a lower table, we don't notice. Whereas you make a howler at Arsenal or Liverpool or Man U or Man City, you make a howler there, you, that's going to get shown, that's going to go viral on social media, that's going to affect his confidence. Whereas, like I say, he make a mess up at Aston Villa, that's all right, that's only one goal. You know, you can move on. No one's going to knock him. No one's going to talk. Do you see what I mean? It's just a different level of, you know, pressure. There's less pressure on him there, so it doesn't matter. But whereas when there's more pressure on, it does matter. I think I think Villa are up there. I think they. Oh yeah, I, I know they're up there now. I'm talking in you know when he went there like two or three seasons ago. Mm. And then under, obviously, he made quite a few howlers under Gerard. I know that much. Um, Stu Mook here says, there's a stupid snobbery with EPL fans. Two keepers would stroll into Arsenal's team and enhance it. Bono and Oblak and a, Mer- a Moroccan and a Slovenian. Emi Martinez exceeds Raya, Rams- Raya Ramsdale and Leno on all facets. Not faucets. Yep. You know, the Americans can't understand why we have two taps. No, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, with the two taps so, thing or the goalkeeper thing? The goalkeeper thing. <laughs> I think he's sort of in between Ramsdale and Raya. You know, that's what he's he's tall and a bit commanding like him, and he's a little bit better with his feet, if you see what I mean. Well, but I in don't the words of Mickey Flanagan, everybody loves a bastard. Right, yeah. They all love a bastard, <laughs> and Martinez is a bastard. He is yeah. a bastard, yeah. yeah. Like you said, we should have kept him. If he said he wanted to go and he was, like I said, I think he only had one year left. If he says he wants to go, he goes, doesn't he? And he's not, not stopped well, slagging us off first since. Team. He wanted first-team football. We could have let he Leno. Had he played for like four or five months straight, didn't he? Yeah, but then but then Leno was fit, I think, if memory yeah. shit serves me. And well, Leno was going to be the number one. And he wanted to be number one. We could have, even in hindsight, we've got a decent price for Leno. We've got... Think, think three million for him at the finish. We've got to get a, a half decent price for Leno, kept Martinez, and been far better off. We wouldn't have spent 27 million potentially or 30 million on the goal, Raya, and another 25 million on um, mm. on Ramsdale. But that's me but, being clever after the result. Well, yeah, I mean, that's all ifs and buts and maybe yeah. we don't know yeah. what he would have done. And like, no disrespect, like, I know Villa are doing really well at the moment, you know, under a manager's, you know, fair, you know. <laughs> I mean, I think I remember Unai Emery from somewhere. I'm not sure where, but you've got to think he's now been there what three seasons, four four seasons, and he's won the what the was it the World Cup with Argentina. Yeah. So he's doing so well. Why have none of the big boys come in for him? Why is he not at Real Madrid and Barcelona? 
Why have well, none of the big sides coming? They don't have now? money anymore, do they? They're, unless Barcelona is on free transfers now. Well, if they wanted him, they'd have him. Yes. Um, so to summarise, uh, we all want Arteta to stay. We yep. we all want Ivan Tony if we can do the deal, and we all want Ramsdale over Raya. I could have just done all that in a tweet, and then we could have just been putting our feet up, eating raw meat for, for the afternoon. Right, people, any questions that you want to put us? Start it with a queue. Uh, we're going to go for another 10 minutes. And so if you get your questions in before then, we will answer them. I'm seeing if I've got any more things that, I, that I've made that I wanted to share. Oh, this one. This is a. am not sure I understand this. Um, oh, Josh put this in one of the groups. Someone called at Mark, Mark R. Stats. Arsenal's ball progression efficiency compared to last season. While Rice is holding up high standard, the departure of Xhaka positioned at 78th percentile among Premier League central midfielders has been succeeded by someone now in the 34th percentile. So ball progression. Any idea, Melvin? Because you look like you you can count to 10. I, 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 I studied this at university, but I've forgotten it, actually. I'm sorry. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> um, can anybody in the chat, because I know Nick won't know, in, in one Bingo. sentence... <laughs> in one sentence or less, explain to me or us what Arsenal's ball progression efficiency efficiency does that mean pa- pass success rate? Giving the ball to somebody yeah. else? Yeah, going yeah, ball progression, making it go forward, yeah. Is is compared to last season. Well, right, it's holding up high standards, departure of Zach's position at the I don't know what the seventy eighth percentile means. That was Maybe it, it that, means seventy eight percent. The seventy-eighth. Anyway, the gist of it is, we're worse off. All right, I think oh, that's what it means. A boy ten says Jacker makes more ball progressions than Havertz. But what's a ball progression? Going forward, I suppose, getting the ball and pushing it forward quickly. I suppose. That's well, what I if that's what it is, last season Ben White eighty-two to ninety-three now, um, Saliba eighty-three to ninety-three, Gabriel fifty-four to eighty-nine. Zinchenko 95 97. Every single one of them has gone up. Erdegaard is 80 for both. Rice is 96. Hold on, there must be no, it's on the right hand side that must be for this season. Oh dear. Well, all the all the back four are virtually the same, apart from uh, Gabriel's gone from 89 to 54. Xhaka had 78, but now Havertz is 34. Party was 92. Rice is 96, the best in our team, so that's good. Erdegaard's 80 for both. Last season, Martitelli was 85, he's 84. Um, Saka last season was 87, he's 83. And Jesus last season was 64, he's now 39. Let's see what it's the chat There's no Eddie and by the looks of it. Um, Rice is, isn't in the 96th percentile, only 4% are better in football. Uh, Boy says, and because Havertz vacates the midfield, Gabriel has no one to pass to. Yeah. Passing, yeah, so maybe he is passing forward. Playing the ball forward, passing it forward, says Boy 10. Uh, there you go. Boy 10, have you heard of a very rich family in uh, in Cape Town called the Bidens? Let me know if you know who they are. A friend of mine wants to know. I said you were listening from South Africa, and I said, oh, does he know who they are? Are they famous there? Uh, Ryan says, hold on, I'm going to get rid of this now because uh, I think I've confused the situation. Ryan says, it was the goalie coach, Stan, also known as Raya's best mate. Yeah, and got told us to get Runnison as well. Yeah. Avon says, our problem are on the left, not the right. 
Bulgarian Guna Drago says, where do we finish at the end of the season? Has your prediction changed since the summer? Nick, what do you think? No tears. <laughs> Basically, when we come back from this warm weather training, we'll, we'll know in the next few games that basically whether we're either going to challenge for the league or completely bottle top four. Because basically when we come back, the next 10 games, we need to be taking high 20 points. Uh, we need to be winning eight out of 10 with a draw and possibly a loss if we play Man City and somewhere in there. That's what we need. And if it, if it just goes back to the same old thing and we can't score and we're playing the, we're playing the same style, I think we'll fall out of top four. If if we if he doesn't change it, um, I mean we'll we'll see, won't we? It's just like well, I was no seeing there what you said, Dan. It's just hilarious after all those years of playing Shaka wrong, and we played him one season, his probably best season, playing him in his preferred position, which gets the best out of him, and where we actually sold him for decent money, and now we've bought someone off Chelsea and playing him out of position there. And it seems to be going wrong again. So you're saying, give Havertz five seasons, he'll be playing like um, Xhaka did last season. Well, I don't know. What, what is his best position? Where Where do we... I mean, yeah, I mean, you've watched a lot of football, Danny. And you're, where do we play him? Well, I mean, what, uh, John says he would thrive in like like a big man, little man up front situation. But who plays that anymore? I don't know. That hasn't been fashionable for over a decade, has it? Um, I would have said in the position that Erdegaard was doing last season, where he's the one getting the ball going through and having shots at goal. But we've seen in the last couple of games, he can't do that either. So I have no idea. Melvin, what have you got an answer for this? I think I'm going for a third. I'm being very optimistic third. I think oh. we just cling on. Cling on to third. What's going to be that the basis of us managing to turn it around and stop the? I mean, I, I don't know if I've still got it in the, in our our list of things here. Uh, here we go. This one will make you cry. Uh, Christmas Day, Arsenal top of the league. Hold on, let me get rid of the little banner there at the top brand, and then so you can so you can see it. Um, to Christmas Day, all played eighteen. Arsenal top of the league by one point. Uh, New Year's Day, Arsenal are then. So many fucking... But why can't they do this so I can have this on two screens? Um, and then on, on New Year's Day, Arsenal have dropped down to fourth and are now five points behind Liverpool rather than one point ahead. That is same old Arsenal, isn't it? It's yep. gone full Wenger. It's saddening. Yep. Um, right, this one here. I wonder if I would let me do it on two monitors. Oh, I didn't try it. It'll explode. Right, go back here and then get rid of the... There was another question. Hold on, I just clicked on that. Go away. Go. There we are. Um, Ryan has a question. Nick, does the goalkeeping coach need to be let go in the summer after recommended two crap goalies in Runnison and Raya? Well, well, if that's true, Arteta listened to him. So I don't know who recommended Ramsdale, but like I said, he got his man... I, like I said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And he's, like I said, he's trying to fix what's not broken and he's overthinking. And hopefully they're all sitting up and like an alcoholics, an ominous thing, saying what they think is going wrong and being honest and 
telling Arteta what they think. Martinelli saying, stop playing me like this. Play me like you did two years ago. Havertz saying, I want to go back to Germany and things like that. And they could just actually sort it out. And like I said, um, Stan put in the chat saying two up front. They've been talking, you know, it's making a comeback. I said it before. I'd love to see to see Havertz and Eddie up front and give it a go. Drop one of the extra midfielders. I mean, if you're going to play, say, Royce and Odegaard or even Royce and Party if he comes back, that's probably enough cover if you're going to go with two up front. Give it a go. Try something different, and then maybe that'll work and we'll be unpredictable and no one will know how to play against us for three months. And in that time, we can accumulate enough points and go on a run and really be within you know, in with a chance for the league. But at the moment, it seems like from the start of the year to now, we've, you know, or the start of last season to now, we've been completely found out. You know, like you said, Saka and Martinelli have been found out. Everyone knows how to protect against them. Jesus, if he's not injured, he's always marked out of the game. Like I said, I think we've just been completely found out. Uh, Boy10 has a question. Uh, why does Arteta want to sign foreign teenagers instead of playing our own? Uh, our own? We've been linked with Diamonde and Hato, both teenagers. Uh, that's the, the second one was uh, um, IX. But clearly, but Arteta clearly doesn't play teenagers, not even Saliba. I mean, that Saliba thing. Out of those three seasons, he was on loan. He spent the first one back at St. Etienne. Then he was at Nice, was he? And then he was... Um, uh, I can't remember the other one he was at. I think he was on over two and a half seasons. Do you reckon looking back at that, he was on loan too long? He could have come back and done a job for us then. Because coming in at the beginning of the, was it this season or last season? I can't remember. Last season. Last, last season. season. He came in and his first game, from his first game on, was he was magnificent. I always think that he was out for one season too long. Well, you never know, do you? I mean, uh, it looks like a master stroke because when he got in the team, he was excellent and has been ever since. So I'm not too sure if, if we missed out not having him. Um, it's just that what worries me now is if we can keep him because he ain't going to be happy being third, fourth and fifth year right. on year. He's too good for that. He's definitely too good for that. And and also, if, if we are buying these teenagers, are we buying them to go straight into the first team? Are we going to just use them to warm up the bench? Because we've got a lot of teenagers now that's just seem to be warming up the bench. Liverpool brought a couple on on. Sunday, and they look like first teamers. They look decent. He didn't suddenly go, Oh, look, he's, a, he's only 18 or 19. You can tell that. You couldn't. They fitted him beautifully. And going back to the goalkeeping coach, perhaps he shouldn't get sacked for suggesting a goalkeeper, two goalkeepers, if you like, bad judgment. But isn't his job, if he's a goalkeeping coach, is to tell our goalies what to do at corners because we have free kicks because they seem lost. They seem like Bonnie Tyler. You know, it, it's ridiculous. They, they, they're on their line and it's like goes... I'm not blaming Ramsdale for that goal. That was a poor header, poor decision. But at every corner now, you're worried, aren't you? Whoever... Is, well, normally it's Raya who's in goal. He seems to be in the wrong position. He doesn't command his area. Against Luton, a couple, one of the goals he let in was horrendous for a goalkeeper to be beaten at a corner like that on a one-on-one with the forward. So... It's what's he doing? Is he improving them? Is he telling them, look, try this, try that? I know this is your style, but you know, take a step to the side or do this. 
they don't seem to be learning. We're not getting any better at corners. In fact, I think we're getting worse. Yeah, Melvin, that didn't wasn't last season, weren't we like one of the best yes. actually defending set pieces, yeah. which is definitely yeah. not an Arsenal thing. And, and somehow, yeah, and, and somehow this season we're in like the, I don't know if we're the worst at defending set pieces, <laughs> but we're definitely down there in the bottom three or four. Yeah. And, I mean, what have we changed in the defence? To go from that to that, oh, it's Raya, isn't it? Yeah, let me think. Let me think about that one. Can I come back to you? How about this, gentlemen? Um, we got smashed by Liverpool and by Fulham. Fulham are currently, after one hour, one nil up at Anfield. The goal scored by their best, one of their best players this season, a certain Willian. Never heard of him. And uh, Liverpool have got, I mean, they've got a Kellerin goal, but they've got uh, Van Dijk is playing, McAllister, Gravenbach, Jones, Diaz, Jota, Elliot. Um, Gak Posen and Nunes have now come on and Fulham are dominating. Have they not already advertised it's going to be Chelsea and Liverpool in the final? What happened if Fulham and um, Thingy actually knock them out over two legs? It's going to be hilarious. uh, Good for football. Uh, We've got one, a question for you, Nick. Um, We asked uh, Drago's one about where we're going to finish at the end of the season, didn't we? Good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one for you, Nick, there from Noza. Can we sing De Gea, sign De Gea and ask him to play up front? And Noza is just uh, on um, Asia Cup, probably been up 24 hours watching Japan, who won, was it 6-1 or 7-1? Not going to lie, I was actually thinking earlier about De Gea because I think he's still not anywhere. And if you'd have said to me, oh, we're going to sign a Spanish international and he's going to come in and start playing number one for us, and I'd have looked at it and thought, well, Man United have let De Gea go, so obviously that'll be him. And obviously it wasn't, but I mean, I don't know why he still thinks he he could command a pay rise over what he was on at Man U. I heard he wants something like 450 grand a week as a free agent. He was one of their highest paid players at United. Yeah, I think he saw... Which is why of, they had to let him go. Yeah, well, I, saw, I think he tucked him up in a you know, place where they were really struggling. And yeah, he was one of their best players, so... You know, he took advantage of a bad situation and got the you know the big money contract. But you know, his agent is obviously ruining his career because you're thinking, who actually has the money to pay him that? Nobody who wants to buy him. So and it kind of reminds me. Remember old Bentley when he refused to take a pay cut when Tot- Tottenham let him go, so he decided to retire at 27 instead of continue playing. He's a, a friend of uh, one of my mates around here, and he said he just love lost the love for the game and went. Mm. I could there was contracts out there. Premier League teams wanted to sign him. He went. I don't want to. I'm a multi-millionaire. Mm. I'm not going to go and do it. So he retired early, and I think he's got a boat mm. now or something. And he's just living the. Oh life. yeah, I mean, obviously that's. Probably paper talk, and they're highlighting it saying he refused to take any type of a pay cut to continue playing. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was that, or maybe it's you know the other thing. But I don't know. It's just weird. These you know how how these agents advise footballers to not play football. I don't get that because surely all your football, if you're a professional footballer, you should play football somewhere. Well, I think that is the the, the idea of it. Be a pro football footballer and, and play pro footballing. Um, yeah, I'm just. Does it make you feel any better to know that um, Fulham who beat us and made us look silly are now making Liverpool look silly at home because Fulham are playing really well. 
No, I mean Fulham deserved to beat us, didn't they? In all fairness, they were they deserved their win. Yeah. We should have beaten them because one they left after five. They hadn't won for ages. Fulham, they were there for the taking, and we just couldn't be bothered. Couldn't be bothered to pick up our feet. So at the last twenty minutes, they looked more likely to get another one more than than we did. So no, I'm not surprised at all. The only thing is, the funny thing is, I hope Van Dyke was injured when he never played against us. Otherwise, can you imagine they're saving Van Dyke uh, for Fulham against the Arsenal? I'd rather not play him against Arsenal because they fear Fulham worse. <laughs> I'm, I'm hopefully he was injured and that was the reason he never played against us. Not that they were saving him because they didn't see us as a, a threat. Yeah, plus, unless, unless Fulham beat them 6-0 tonight, I can't see... Liverpool not turning that round at the return game at Anfield because they're going to get everything and three or four penalties, the usual crap they get, aren't they? Declan Overeed nearly scored for Liverpool. Um, my good name as a manager has been besmirched by Drago. I'd love to see some of you lot in the chat as managers. I really would. Well, I'm going to get rid of your comment here and I'm going to show you something, young man. This is me playing Football Manager 23. I am. I have just completed my fifth un- invincible season. This was taken just before, and at the point when I'd taken this, played eighty-seven, won seventy-eight, drawn none, lost none. I started at tier twenty, and this afternoon I qualify. I won tier fifteen. So next season I'm in tier fourteen. Uh, invincible, 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 invincible. Don't tell me it's not real life. That is real life. I've got Dan Stevens up front scoring 40 goals in every uh, season when I only played 18 games. It's real life, isn't it? I mean, we all love to think we could do better. And yeah, we probably won't because, well, we haven't got the licenses to manage anyway. But I mean, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't play a left back in midfield and call them adverted and make out that's some kind of masterstroke. True. True. I wouldn't spend £65 million on a player that can't score goals for three seasons to come into my club and score goals. But like I say, to be fair to Arteta, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know who's listening to him, who's not. There could, I mean, we've been saying, like, Ben White hasn't looked right for a while, so he's carrying a knock. Saka could be carrying a knock. You know, there's a lot of stuff we don't know that's going on behind the scenes, which... If we did know that, we may criticise Arteta less. And obviously, he's not going to tell us everything going on behind the scenes. If he come out and says, oh, by the way, yeah, um, Saka's struggling. Uh, he's got a slight you know, problem with his left leg because people are going to go, oh, great, that's a bullseye on his left leg. And they're going to go out and kick him. So I understand why they don't do that. But he's, he's just got to... To be honest, you just got to do better. No one sit there and can say Arteta's doing a perfect job, everything's sweet, everyone's playing well, aces in their places, everyone's floating, confidence is high, because it's not. And that's one of the jobs as a manager. It's not difficult. Aces in their places, keep confidence high, rotate as best as you can, and like I say, get everyone so you can see their strengths and hide their weaknesses. And he's got to do that better. I have got... On a, on a... Hold on, uh, I've got a question, Melvin, for someone else. So, off. Um, uh, we all know that, formerly knows that there is our inside man when it comes to all things Japanese football. Um, I was looking, and a bloke called Kubo um, knows that. Should we sign him? He's uh, 22 years old, five years at the La Masia. La Masia. Uh, Real Madrid signed him and they did an Erdegaard with him, as in they loaned him out over and over and over again. This He's got 15 goals and 10 assists in 53 La Liga games. And he looks at, he looks like the best player that Real Sociedad have got. 
and he can play on the right wing, and I, I like the look of him. Is he someone we should buy? Right, go on, Melvin. Don't know. Again, was it going to cost fifty million? No, twenty million. Yeah, it's. it's, it's I mean, go on with your point, not the not the Kubo thing, because I've got no idea about him. Have you heard of him? No, never heard. No, of him. No. no. So, what were you going to say before I asked um, uh, Nova that? Yeah, on a good note, on a, yeah. on a positive note, because we have been a little bit downbeat, but on a positive hmm. note, there's a chance that a party's coming back. For how long, I don't know. No, oh, John is Cross a big said, difference. didn't he? Yeah, John Cross mentioned it today. Hmm. And if that is the case, then he does make a big difference to us. He takes Havertz out of midfield. He brings, uh, you have a party playing with Rice and Odegaard. That ain't a bad midfield, is it? That's not a bad. And it makes Rice do the, um, play the uh, the left side. The Xhaka roll. Xhaka roll, exactly right. So that, that could really help things along. So, but if that's correct, we'll let end on a high, shall we? Because that is good news. Very good yeah. news. Liverpool have just scored. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking what Nick said. He is right. Uh, Zinchenko is one of Ukraine's best players. He's the captain quite often, and he plays in the DM role, the role that we've played no end of players in this year. And Arteta goes, nah, you're not playing in that DM role. Left back for you, son. And inverted left back and left wing back. Not playing you in DM. We've got loads of players around you, but we're not going to do that. But he goes like and Stan. plays there. Huh? That's where he goes and plays. Yeah, no, when he plays inverted. Up, and I think, Zinchenko, why are you standing where Declan Roy should be? Yeah, but then he's also expected to cover at left-back, which means he can't. And then we've seen Martinelli, and boy, Martinelli has been magnificent this season, tracking back and getting the ball and doing stuff. But you can't have one player playing in two positions the whole game. That's why he's not doing as well this year, Martinelli, (laughs) because he's spending most of his time bombing back, trying to help defend, because... Zinchenko's not there. And he hasn't got Sat Jacker helping him out, and he yeah. hasn't got the left yeah. back helping him out either. He's, he's got uh, basically, when he gets the ball, it's him against the rest. It's like that kid in the playground who's got the ball with the best player, and everyone's trying to get the ball off him. And that's what Martinelli's yeah. doing at the moment. I mean, signing Zinchenko to say, oh, that's a good option. He could play left back and, you know, defensive midfield. That's a good thing to have a player that can play multiple positions, but I don't want him to play multiple positions at the same time. Same time. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have to have uh, two numbers on his back, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Boy10 says, uh, Kubo has a minimum release clause of something like $40 million and Noza says he needs to bulk up a bit for the Premier League, but yes, he's really tasty. He's 22 years old. I would have him in a heartbeat. Of course you would, Noza, because we're, we're all biased. And, uh, yeah, the Japanese people are mad about football. And then uh, we could have some of those lovely Japanese ladies coming over to watch them in the Premier League. We could see them on TV rather than some of the trollops that they do show on TV that are going to games, sitting there with their six-inch long nails on their phone whilst uh, chewing away at some nonsense, vaping away and taking no notice of the fucking game. You know who you are, you scumbags. I think Liverpool are winning now. Um, has there ever been a, a Liverpool player who looks less, more like the calm down, calm down, AAA than that Jones bloke? If you um, if you don't know what that is, uh, go and have a look for. Oh fuck me, Liverpool scored again. I just Bollocks. said that. Shut up! I'm talking. Thank you, really. <laughs> uh, yes, well, that's it. So, thank you very much, Melvin. It's lovely to get you. I knew I would do after I bugged you so long about sorting out your microphone. You now have the voice of an angel, sir. Thank you so much. <laughs> and Nick, well, when are you going to be on Twitch next, boring people? 
Saturday. Do you want to come on? Oh, what are you going to be playing? Oh, is there a, a game that I could say that you'd be happy with? Valheim. No, not that one. Fuck you then. Where, if, if people want to come and abuse you on Twitch, how do they find you? Just type in Nick Fights on Twitch search engine and you'll see me in the corner looking miserable and depressed. <laughs> they sacked 500 people today, didn't they? Or got rid of 500 staff members. I don't know. They're getting weird because they want to have girls with their tits out but not be a porn site. And I think the word's having their cake and eating it too. You know, there is. I you can go when you go and look through just chatting or travel and adventure. Three little dots come up on their profile, and you can click. I don't want to see this channel ever again. I can't do that anymore because I've banned all the booby streamers from turning up mm. on my searches. I've reached the limit, and now you've got all the eighteen plus ones. I can't stop them coming up on when I'm searching for something new to watch. Absolute. It's, a, it's an absolute fucking disaster. Uh, Melvin, where can people find you on the twitters? On Twitter, it's as it says, Melvin. The only way is Arsenal marks. I'm on there. That's where I am. Say that again. Me. You 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 um, blipped out. Sorry, sorry, Melvin. The only way is Arsenal marks on Twitter. That's where that's you're finding me. That's a very long username. Um, right, that is it. Well, I'm going to be back Friday night. Hopefully, with this cheeky uh, chappy there, stand the man. Stand the uh, man. We're doing it about one a.m. Uh, so it'd be Friday night, Saturday morning, one a.m. And if it's not, then it will be Thursday night, Friday morning. I don't know which one Stan is going to be free for. But the gist of it is we're going to do the preview shows at 1 a.m. UK time so that all you North American people and maybe some other people around the world can get to see it. And the Crystal Palace game is at 12.30 on Saturday morning. Saturday week. Is it? Yeah. Of course, we've got got two weeks off of that game, haven't we? Don't worry about this Thursday. I'll be asleep. Thank fuck for that. (laughs) Yeah, ignore that. Um, yes, no sh- Arsenal game this weekend. Everyone no. celebrate. No, I don't know when the next show will be. I'm not. I'm not. Well, Mystic Mick is dead, um, so she won't be able to help us. So fucking knows when we'll be back. But thank you very much for everybody for watching. You have been an absolute delight. Hopefully, Fulham can pull this back and make it a six-two. That would be lovely. Oh, we just tried to kill one of the Liverpool players. Never mind, life goes on. Uh, yeah, if you've liked it, give it a thumbs up, stick it in an email, and CC every human being you've ever met, and then uh, we might get a few more subscribers. Uh, put something in the comments, because I personally, with my own account, go into the comments, and I read every single one of them, and I usually reply. So go and put something in there, and then Twitter and um, Twitter, YouTube will go, oh, look, there's, uh, there's people in the comments there. Maybe it's worth watching. So go and do that, you lazy scumbags. And uh, here is an outro of Steve and Dave from back in the day. Thank you very much. Goodbye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. You nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at him. So when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately, and get the brown sauce on them and bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>